This is Real Housewives of the Kingdom, a sweet space where you'll hear from the hearts of fellow housewives in the kingdom of God, some just like you and some really different in various walks of life. We will talk about how God is walking with us through the good and the hard. I pray you'll be encouraged and entertained as we laugh and sometimes cry together. Most of all, I hope it reminds you we're in this together and you are not alone. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Real Housewives of the Kingdom. Today is the last episode of season two, but I bring you one of my favorite guests, as you know, my sweet hubby, Kev. Hello, it's good to be back. (laughs) Well, we are just a couple weeks away from Christmas, and I know that if you... I'm so excited. I know, me too. Uh, I know that if you listened to last week's episode with Cheyenne, you were super blessed, and if you haven't, go back and listen to that episode. Our sweet friend Cheyenne has been living with a disorder called dystonia and she just lives with joy and trust in the Lord and her story is incredible. So you're going to want to go back to listen to that if you haven't. And I also want to let you know that season three will start on April 28th of 2023. That is the two-year anniversary of the podcast and I am just taking a little extra time to get things kind of ready and going with all of the interviews and things that I have set up for season three. I am planning on doing a series on quiet time with God that will just kind of dive into what it looks like for different people in different walks of life because I feel like that's such an important part of our walk with God is spending time with him. But I think sometimes it can seem elusive when people say, make sure you have your quiet time with God. So I thought it would be a good idea to talk with a few different ladies about that and kind of what that looks like for them to kind of just give us all a little grace and a little insight into some really great tools into how we can get closer to God and just learn more about him. Also, I'm planning to do a more marriage series. Yay! Yay! Marriage! And speaking of marriage, uh, we have a great idea for you for a Christmas gift. If you are a follower, you have heard that we have an online pre-marriage guidance course that we created. And so we want to encourage you, if you are looking for a great gift for a newly married couple or a couple who is engaged or a couple who wants to be married... It's always a good idea to get started on it early, early, early to understand what you should be looking for in marriage and how to communicate about that. Yep. So you can find the link for that in the show notes, both on the website and in the show notes of the podcast. If you want to head on over there and gift that to a couple in your life and um, or even if you just want to share it with someone who you know will need it, that is a great idea. Because please do. Our country and our world greatly need a return to marital values. Yes, it is definitely uh, hurting. Our world is hurting in that area. And that hurts God's heart too. Also, if you listened to episode 53, I talked kind of about what the Lord has been teaching me about sabbatical and Sabbath and what it looks like to rest in this day and age. And what does it say in the Old Testament and how we should kind of observe and think about that in today's day and age. And so if you listen to that one, uh, you will understand that I am going to actually be taking the whole month of January off. So you will not hear me on social media. So, uh, but I will be here through the end of December 
and but go back and listen to episode 53 if you want to hear about that. Also, uh, so as I said, we are a couple weeks away from Christmas and I want to remind you, so if you are a new listener, you might not have listened to season one, but uh, season one, if you didn't know, was actually all video. We had uh, video interviews and so you can find those on YouTube and you can find those links in the show notes on the website and in the podcast links and uh, so you can watch all of season one. Um, But season one, the end of season one ended in December last year. And I did two episodes that were kind of Christmas themed. One of them was uh, with my mom and we talked about family traditions and that's episode 15. So I will link that here in the show notes so you can easily grab that. If you want to listen to the wisdom that my mom has about just kind of keeping your family bound together with traditions, but also holding loosely those traditions so that you can continue to celebrate together. And the other episode that I did, which was episode 16, that was the episode that closed out last season. That is all about the birth of Jesus. And that is my heart for this season. But I also talk about why it's important to participate in cultural Christmas traditions. I know that's kind of a controversial thing. (laughs) My hubby and I think that it is important and you will listen to that episode and you can kind of hear uh, why I think it's a good idea and I kind of dive into what God's word says about about the birth of Jesus and just kind of my heart on that. So go ahead and listen to that. That's episode 16 and I will link that in the show notes as well. But other than that, this is the last episode of the season and it is a Christmas episode. Yay, so excited. And one of the reasons that I have my hubby on is I have been wanting to do an episode all about celebrating Christmas and other countries. And that is something me and my hubby have done together. (laughs) A few times. (laughs) Yeah. So I just thought it would be really fun to have him on and we could just kind of talk about the different things in the different places that we've been. Um, Some of, we've celebrated in other countries, but we're also going to talk a little bit about some other big cities that we've celebrated in. Um, And uh, a lot of the time it was for work. And it was work that we did together. So that was always really, we were always really blessed that God allowed us to stay together yes. uh, throughout those times. We've never spent a Christmas without each other. So Amen. Um, in our 20 years of marriage. So, and actually really since we started dating. Started so dating. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we want to start out with basically our very first International Christmas, and that was Lebanon in 2010. Lebanon, it's a it's a it's a great place. It's a little crazy that Lebanon and Israel uh, are have been in the middle of a land war for uh, centuries, really. And <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you cannot you can go back you, and read about yeah, Ishmael. You, you, you cannot go right. You you can't. Go to Israel if you have a Lebanese uh, uh, stamp in your passport and vice versa. versa. Um, But it's crazy because it's it's uh, Lebanon has uh, Christian churches. They celebrate Christmas, uh, and we learn from the people there. You might think everybody is Muslim. Muslim there, but they're not. And they actually told us that their 
leadership is part Muslim and part Christian yeah. because that is what the country is made up of. So that was kind of interesting to find out when we went there. Now, we were doing an acrobatic show there. We were at the Casino du Liban, which is in Biblos. And Biblos is the oldest continually populated city in the world. So there are other cities that might be older, but that city is the oldest that has been populated ever since it started. So it's pretty incredible. And I have to say, it was crazy just being on that side of the world. I think that was the first time you and I had ever been anywhere where it was so old. I mean, like, like the buildings were so old, like you go to Europe and it might be, you know, you might be looking at like a thousand years old or something, but it's 11,000 years old. Yeah. So you're looking at, you're looking at many, many different uh, civilizations, the Samaritans and the uh, uh, Babylonians. And yep, and the Phoenicians. The Phoenicians. And um, if you know Disney World and you <laughs> go on <laughs> Spaceship Earth, <laughs> you have seen a little piece about that. And they talk about the papyrus plants that grow. Those actually grow the in Bible, Biblos. The Bible is called the Biblos because Biblos, yes. uh, which is basically paper yep. and what the uh, what the bible was made of yeah and, and and that's why it's called the bible because it's paper and it grew in Biblos. so kind of kind of cool to be there yeah. for that and find that and we had uh so we were doing this acrobatic show and we were with a bunch of people that we had known for a lot of years and we were going to be there for approximately two weeks so it was a decent chunk of time to be there and it was in a time that was oddly peaceful. peaceful. Uh, They, you know, there's Muslim holidays, Christian holidays, all kind of surrounding in that time frame in December. And so they uh, just had decided to just try to keep things as peaceful as possible. And it was. And so that was actually really awesome that God kind of allowed us to see that part of the world during that time. Now, we we feel like each other is our home, but we do love our family, and we do love to be with siblings and nieces and nephews, and well, I guess at that point, we didn't have any nieces yeah, and right, nephews, right. but um, siblings and parents and friends, um, and so... And, and don't get us wrong, we like tradition, but we also like trying new things and being new places, and yeah. as for us, it's a matter of just us being together. Right, exactly. And so that was the first time that we had been away, really away for Christmas. We had like worked for like done a Disney parade or something like that (laughs) on Christmas, but we hadn't actually been in another country for Christmas. So it was really exciting to go there. And one of the cool things is that it was 150 miles from Bethlehem, which I have to say is really cool. When I was there, I was like, this is the closest I've ever been to where Jesus was born in my entire life. <laughs> so now, now we, we both have had new passports since then. So now we yeah. can actually go, go to, Israel, to Israel, which is which is a goal of ours. It yes, just, we would just love to go yet. to Israel. Another cool thing while we were there, we found wine from Canaan. Yeah. Which if you know the Bible, you the know first miracle. Jesus' first miracle is he turned water into wine at a wedding in Canaan. And we actually found wine <laughs> from Canaan. <laughs> we, we found bottled cool. water. Yeah, bottled water from Jesus. <laughs> so that was kind of uh, kind of a cool thing. One of the harder things was that the internet was really bad. Uh, so yeah. I mean, on, we're talking 2010, so it wasn't that great anyway, especially for yeah. cell phones at right. that point still. And and uh, but being in a foreign country, we were skyping our family oh, on Christmas yeah. because that was before 
before there was FaceTime. Right. So uh, that was really hard because I remember the internet kept cutting cutting out. out, And we were just trying to see our family and say Merry Christmas. And I remember I cried a little. It was a little hard. So even though it was fun and exciting, there was a little bit of a little bit of sad right in there. For sure. Um, But one of the cool things that we did there was that we actually on Christmas Eve, we were off. We weren't working at all. And it was actually warm. It It was 72. Yeah, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't hot by any stretch of the imagination. I no. guess. Well, I guess the the tem- outside temperature might have been a little bit hotter. I than think that. it was like in but the eighties. We we asked the hotel staff what the temperature of the Mediterranean would be, and they looked at us. We're like, uh, well, it's twenty two, and that's that's Celsius. So twenty two degrees Celsius is seventy two degrees Fahrenheit. Now, if Which, you're from <laughs> California, like we are. The water never gets to 72. Never gets even that in the, Even in the hottest summer. So all of us, uh, the, the whole cast basically grabbed their suits and towels and the hotel staff looking at they us like we, we were, were nuts. Insane. <laughs> and so we went, we grabbed snacks and drinks and went to the beach and we played in the water on Christmas yeah. Eve in the Mediterranean. And that was... That was kind of a, a really was, fun, uh, a yeah. fun thing to do, and you know that year we had really we had thought we might go to Egypt to the pyramids for New Year's on the way home with friends. That kind of fell through, um, and then on our way back, we actually laid over in Paris, and we were hoping so badly. Yeah, I, I, I said, hey, if you need anybody to stay off, we're we're willing. And they said, we just might need you to. And then five minutes before the flight, yeah, they said, no, we don't need you to stay off. Well, sometimes when a flight is overbooked, they will offer you money to stay off of the flight. And And basically money towards another flight. Right. But if you want to fly. Yeah. Yeah. There's there. We've we've gotten as much as eight hundred dollars each for staying off of a flight. And then that was able to book us. You know, a vacation. Yeah, or so whatever we, we were later, we were flying so. on somebody else's dime anyway, yeah. so we were going to be collecting points and 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 vouchers that weren't. Yeah. You know, that you can we never do it for. on the way to a show, but we could always do it on the way uh, home. On the way home, happened. if you don't have anything pressing, yeah. Man, so that was kind it. of a so, tip in, or in trick. Paris, they said, "Oh yeah, we would love for you to stay off. We'll give you a hotel and a thousand dollars credit each." Yeah, and we were like, "Yes, yes." yes. We were already on that time period. New Year's Eve, Paris. Oh my oh. gosh, it did not happen. But yeah, so but we did end up on the way home. So we laid over in Atlanta, and we actually ended up getting on first class the next uh, the day, next on, on, New day, day. on New Year's Day. So we drank coffee from glass mugs, watching the Rose Parade. Right. From first class, and that was our first time on first class. It was. So that was kind of a fun. And, so and that it was. was it was only. It was about a five-hour flight, but well worth it. It was beautiful. Oh yeah. So Lebanon was really cool. We got to see a lot of cool things there, and it was really cool to just be that close to where Jesus was born. Another really memorable Christmas time away from America was our trip through Europe, which that was December 2012. And that actually... another work trip. Yeah. Now, that started actually in Acapulco because we had to (laughs) fly to Acapulco. We had to set up a show. And then we flew home for, I mean, I don't even know that we were, yeah, Yeah. less than 24 hours. And then we hopped on a plane to Thessaloniki, Greece. So if you know uh, the Bible, you've heard of 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, which is the books that Paul wrote to the Thessalonians who were living in Thessaloniki, Greece. And so we got to go there, which was really cool to just be. Amazing. Just, you know, a couple thousand years later to be walking in the footsteps of of some of the the great 
uh, writers from the Bible uh, mm-hmm. that offered so much wisdom. Well, and just our fellow Christian brothers and sisters mm-hmm. who gave their lives, I mean, yeah. for the gospel to be just furthered, to be in that part of the world uh, at that time. And just kind of like Lebanon was, you know, it's an old city. Ultimately, uh, Thessaloniki uh, didn't I say, have a it, ton it, going on. It, it was a little easier for us to get a le- around Lebanon. Now, in in the Middle East, in, in Lebanon, mm. Turkey, they, they they we sp- didn't talk about what language. I, they I know, spoke right? Well, they speak Arabic primarily, but the secondary language in both in Lebanon, uh, Lebanon, and and even Turkey was was French. Yes, uh, and they do speak a lot of yeah. English, actually. And so. my hubby. Took some years of French. He would say he's not fluent, but he understands, and I know a little bit. So, well, here's the funny thing about English, French, and Spanish are are close enough to where I think well, you, you could see, probably bake it. If but, you see on a menu fromage, you know it's cheese. You know, you so you can sure. kind of you know you could kind of guess a little bit. You you know once you kind of start getting the groove of it, you kind of know what's going but, on, but, and it's the same letters. But Arabic is definitely not. No, and then Arabic in Greece, I mean, luckily there was enough English. There is a there. saying, it's all Greek, and that is the truth. Like, you don't know. <laughs> when we would walk into a restaurant, you would have to just trust people. They, they would ask you what you liked, and you would just tell them, because you literally, you look at the menu, and you have uh, no, no clue, clue what it says. No clue. Um, it's, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's, it's almost like going to, to Japan or China and trying to read the kanji there. Well, and of course, now we have these apps. So most, now, most restaurants all over the world have Wi-Fi that you can connect your phone to. Yep. And now there's apps where you could have taken your phone and... Direct translate. Yeah, direct translate. Back then, in 2012, that was not a thing. There was not Wi-Fi everywhere. You could not do that. And so we had to kind of rely on the kindness of the Greek people, which they were incredibly kind. Oh, Oh, my gosh. So that was really fun. And what we decided to do, because our show ended on December 23rd, and because we were already in Europe, we asked our client if they could just fly us home on January 4th and we're going to just stay in Europe for a we, couple We weeks. knew it saved them money. They didn't have any problem with that at all. So on Christmas Eve, we actually flew to Brussels, Belgium. Now, my sweet friend Lisa, who if you go and listen to episode five, I interviewed her about being a military wife. Her husband was actually stationed in Brussels at the time. And so we flew on December 24th to Brussels. They picked us up, brought us straight to the Christmas market in the middle of Brussels. We ate Belgian waffles and had hot cocoa. (laughs) And and, uh, forgive me if any of you have found any good Belgian waffles in the United States, but I'm- We have yet. (laughs) uh, We we have yet to find them. There's a lot of places claiming claiming to have Belgian waffles. Yes. Yeah. Not even remote, not even remotely close to what it is in in Brussels. Well, and that- Christmas being away, honestly, even though we were away, was actually, I mean, I was with my longest best friend of my life. So it was, it it felt like family. We were with family, really. So that was, even though we were on the other side of the world and kind of experiencing some Christmas traditions on the other side of the world, we also were with very familiar friends that are family. So that was really fun. And we were in their house, but they also took us around as well. That was kind of a cool thing to be part of that and to be able to kind of see different cultures with them. They drove us to Germany. We went to Antwerp days following Christmas. 
Cologne. Um, yeah, Cologne, Germany. Um, so we got to visit kind of some of the surrounding cities and the Christmas markets there. And that was really epic. If you ever and unlike the United States where Christmassy, everything Christmassy ends on Christmas Day, yeah. like you can't even get Christmas music after that, uh, there the Christmas markets were still open. So then we flew to Umeå, Sweden, and that is where my husband's cousin uh, lives mm-hmm. with her family. And so we got to fly out there. And, and, and Umeå is in the north of Sweden, so it's actually it is in the Arctic in the Circle. Arctic Circle. And we, we flew first to Stockholm. We had to rent a car, drive to another airport, and then take a plane up to the Arctic Circle. And that was that was incredible. It was incredible. Oh, my gosh. First of all, it was freezing. It was the coldest we'd ever been in today at that point. I always say it was 10 below. Kevin always says it was 10. <laughs> What's the verdict, babe? <laughs> so I, I feel like uh, when we flew in at night, uh, it, uh, it was already dark, and there was a temperature gauge on the airport yes and i feel like it might have said negative nine but which would have been celsius well that would explain it really really cold and just snow everywhere it was dark and as they picked us up they said hey my husband's brother is having a birthday party and if you guys are too tired we can drop you off at home or you can come with us and we said oh we'll come with you so we go with them and we drive up and let me tell you okay I don't know if you've ever seen pictures where, or maybe you come from or live in a place where there's this much snow, but that snow is, you don't even see the road because there's snow. There's snow on all the trees. There's snow everywhere. You don't see anywhere that there's not snow. It it clings. So what the cool thing to me was that there was somebody's uh, fence line for their property and the snow clung to it almost like garland, mm-hmm. a snowy garland. And it was, a, oh. I would say it was about, probably about a, a nine to 12 inches across this garland. And yeah. it would just, it, would, it was swagged on all of the fence, the fence line, yeah. looking like it was intentionally decorated. Yeah. Just absolutely And beautiful. with the moon out and just like, just shining on these, uh, this bright white snow. I mean, it was just insane. And we walk into this house and apparently it is a cultural thing there to when you have a big birthday, uh, major like birthdays, major yeah, birthday, birthday, to you put it in the paper and it's you an invite everybody. It's an open house and everyone in the town comes. And so that was just... throughout just, the day? Yeah, people just stop in. So we come into this house. We don't know anybody except for Kevin's cousin. Walk in, there's food abounding everywhere. Amazing smorgasbord of uh, food. And everybody is so kind. We're getting... We're getting cards, people saying, welcome, we're so happy you're here, and we're thinking, oh my gosh. Uh, And then our cousin's husband's father pulls out his guitar, he starts singing folk music, folk music, and then gives us a bottle of lingonberry uh, liqueur. liqueur that he made from the berries in his summer house. And I, we look at each other and we're like, where are we right now? This is <laughs> when insane. When does this happen? And I mean, it was just so magical. We proceed to go back to his cousin's house. We, they show us our room that we're going to be staying in. We look out the window where we're staying and they literally live they back up to a giant river that is completely frozen at this point. And like we said, snow everywhere, giant frozen river that they usually take snowmobiles on to get to each other's houses. Kayaks on in the summertime. And they say, Oh, we're going to, we're going to sauna if you guys want to come with us. And we were like, yeah, 
Oh, that's sauna. And so what they do is they have this sauna kind of close to where the river is. And in the summer, they go in the sauna and then jump in the river. In the winter, you go in the sauna and then you jump in the snow. (laughs) And And by this point, I think, you know, because we landed just after dark. uh, So by this point, it's the middle of the night and it probably is closer to nine below at this point. Yeah. And so it's, it's, freezing cold. And they assure us that normally they don't wear swimsuits, but they're going to do it for us because <laughs> they think it might be awkward. And we agree. It, indeed it would be. <laughs> so they, they share bathing suits with us. And so we get into these bathing suits. We walk in nine below in sandals, in bathing suits to the sauna. And we sit in and we're just enjoying conversation. And then they, and then after we get hot, they say, okay, let's go in the snow. And this snow is, I mean, I kid you not, like six feet high, <laughs> like in some areas. Huge, okay, I exaggerate. Maybe I exaggerate. But you just fall in it. And it's, you literally don't even have to, uh, to brace yourself or anything. You just fall backwards and there's just like snow. And I know what you're thinking. You're all thinking that's that's way too cold to be going in the ice. But when you're in that sauna, you're you're talking, I don't know, 125 degrees or more. Yes. Uh, so it was actually a reprieve it was from so that to, cool. to jump in the ice. And, and just such a cool tradition to be part of there. My, my feet got cold relatively yeah. quickly, but my body was fine to jump in the snow. It was yeah. actually fine. And I mean, every day that we stayed there, we were in awe of, first of all, just God's beauty and just that we were there and we felt so loved and welcome. And it was just, you know, while we weren't there on Christmas, it was still the Christmas season and there was just still celebration happening. And it was just a beautiful part of the country to be in for Christmas time. So if you ever get a chance <laughs> to go to Sweden uh, at Christmas time, I would highly recommend it. We were a little bit bummed. It was it was uh, overcast basically the whole time. Uh, so we didn't so see we never, any Aurora Borealis. Yeah, we never at that yeah. point saw... Yeah, Aurora Borealis. Yeah, but we got to go around the whole town and try some fun food. And we bought some fun Christmas decorations that we brought back home. Uh, So that is is a really fun memory for us of that part of that trip. So after that, we left on December 31st to head to Paris for New Year's Eve. Um, And if you listen to our anniversary episode, we talked about how we went to Paris for our honeymoon. We went 10 years later. This is that 10 years later. So uh, we... Uh, 10 years and a couple months. Right, right. 10 years and a couple months. And so we got into the city. And I would say one of the funniest things about that was that we were sitting there at the train station trying to buy tickets Finally, we realized they're free. They're free free on New Year's Year's Eve. Eve. The train is free. But we sat there for probably 20 minutes trying to figure out this stupid thing. (laughs) And then somebody told us they're free. And we're like, oh, thank you. And and of course, there's something going off every couple of minutes over the loudspeaker. And and even though I speak some French, you know how loudspeaker. So you're trying to listen to that in another language. Exactly. (laughs) Get nowhere. That was crazy. And our goal there was really to be like at the Eiffel Tower at New Year's, like when the clock struck midnight. We went to our hotel, checked Mm -hmm. in, and then we got our warm warmies on because it was cold and it was drizzling rain outside. And then we um, headed into just the main part of the city from where our hotel was. And um, it was... It was really cool. The first thing we did that was a bad idea was we got these sausages Ugh. from somebody 
on the it was street. A, there was a food truck that yeah. we obviously chose the wrong food oh truck. Oh my gosh, Absolutely tasted awful. like dog food smells. <laughs> it was really bad. Um, and then we promptly found us some uh, vin chaud, yeah. which is hot, yeah, wine, hot wine, and we also found some a, crepes. We found a, a creperie <laughs> with, so, with a view of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. It was right around the corner. It was it was uh, actually in what seemed to me to be not necessarily the touristy area. Right. Uh, the 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 creperie didn't have a front view. It was from the alley. So when we, we yeah. yeah when we came out of the creperie and we turned toward the alley we saw oh my gosh and it was so incredible because i can just like close my eyes and picture just turning out of that creperie and like looking up and seeing the eiffel tower right there and just being like oh there it is it's right there and the crepes were hot and it was cold outside and oh my gosh it was so magical yeah and so we kind of expected there to be a big giant show yeah i I did some research and and, and i think it's you, fireworks. Even if you look online right now, there's there's well there's varying reports, but uh, yeah. I I had seen one that said there's a light a, a fireworks show, and I had seen one that that said well they're kind of in the surrounding neighborhoods. Now we walked down the Champs Elysees, and one of the crazy things every fancy store on the Champs Elysees was all boarded, boarded up. up. And there were sad, but smart, smart because people are celebrating and, um, and there was a lot of military everywhere, a lot, a lot of military, but we walked down the shums and then, and then went over. That's when we got our crepes and all that stuff. And then, um, and then we walked kind of over to the Eiffel tower. We wanted to kind of get a spot by the Eiffel tower and it was starting to get crowded and it was raining. And one of the things that you can do, you can drink on the street. And so there was a, a vendor. Yeah. Just walking around, walking around, selling of champagne bottles. Yes. Champagne and cups. And so we bought us a bottle of champagne um, and it was good. It was good champagne, but, uh, but it was raining and we're in we these parkas, yeah. yeah, but uh, but it was fine. Like we were having so much fun just oh, being yeah. together. We're squished in. There's so many people. We are like I don't know, probably like thirty feet away from like the actual base of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Like we are right there. We are in, and all and that's happened. For sure, there were fireworks going on in the, in the neighborhood. Just kind of at random yeah. spurts. And the Eiffel Tower would twinkle, but it had been doing that all night long, ever since it got dark. Yeah. We, it had been twinkling. And so we're sitting there. We've got our champagne ready. We're ready to go. We're waiting. All of a sudden, I look down at my phone, and it's five minutes past midnight. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody knew. So, so I just, I yelled, Happy New Year. And, and then everyone started yelling, yes. ah! You know, and everyone started cheering, and so we poured our champagne, and we cheers, and we took some pictures. Oh, so fun! And then it was crazy madhouse getting out. There was a family who had driven. You can kind of drive almost right by the Eiffel Tower, but on New Year's Eve is probably not the best time. Yeah, and so when we were walking out, we saw that there was a family that had basically like pulled up right by the Eiffel Tower. And now they couldn't go anywhere. People were literally climbing tens of thousands over. Of people. We're climbing over their car, and yeah. there's like kids sitting in the car, and these yeah. people are just like <laughs> sitting there waiting. And that was wild. And we just decided. I never forget that one though. It looked like a thousand ants going in, like going down into the subway, like the amount of people oh, yeah. just spilling in. And it's so almost like World War Z. <laughs> yeah, totally. If you've ever seen that zombie movie. Um, and so we just decided, you know what? Let's let's, let's just walk. walk. Let's just and, walk and back. Yeah. But we were still 
Dry. Oh my gosh, we had so, it was such a lovely walk. It was safe. It was fun. I think at some point we, we did get on a train. Finally eventually. got on a train, and they had a bunch of them closed off. And actually, our, too. Our, I would say that water resistant coats because it was around. I don't know somewhere around one a.m. or so, and okay. I actually felt the, uh, the moisture start yeah. to penetrate, and uh, so we were happy to get on a train and get back to our, <laughs> our get hotel. back to our hotel. So we wake up in in Paris, and we enjoyed the Christmas market that's at the base of the Eiffel tower mm -hmm. and on the Champs-Élysées and then just enjoyed the city that day and then on the second we went over to Disneyland Paris and enjoyed that and that was amazing and then we basically came flew back to we had to fly back to Thessaloniki so on the third we flew back to Thessaloniki yeah. and had a layover in Athens where we got to go into the city have some dinner walk around the Parthenon area a little bit and board our plane and go to Thessaloniki yeah. and and head home <laughs> so it was a whirlwind <laughs> was trip but oh my pretty gosh epic. it was European so vacation. amazing yeah now, and that was a work trip too, like we said. So that was basically with the same show that we went to Lebanon with. Hey guys, it's Kevin. And Caroline. Rogers. Rogers. As you probably know by now, we love our marriage and are so passionate about giving others the tools they need to truly have a joyful marriage. It breaks our hearts to know the divorce rate, whether you are a Christian or not, is 50%. Yikes. We also know that nobody gets married and hopes to have a divorce. Exactly. This is why we feel God has given us the motivation to equip as many couples as possible before walking down the aisle. On our 20th wedding anniversary, we launched an online premarital course. We share our own experiences as well as what God's Word says about marriage. In it, we go over five cornerstones of a healthy God-honoring marriage and give you tangible tips on how to walk in it. You'll have over five hours of video teaching from us along with downloadable resources to take into your marriage. We have always loved our marriage and want you to love yours too. If you're getting married and would love to have some great tools to take into marriage, join us today for the course. Hey, even if you know anyone who is getting married, be sure to share this info with them. Link to the course is in the show notes or on our website, MarriedRogersNeighborhood.com. While you're busy planning your wedding, don't forget to plan your marriage. Join, join us, us and, and learn, learn how, how to, to thrive, thrive and not just survive. Now, December 2015, we were working with a different show. It was an off-Broadway show mm -hmm. in New York City. But by off-Broadway, our back door opened up onto 42nd yeah. Street and we Broadway. Were, uh, the theater we were working at was called the... New Victory. And they are right across from the Disney Theater. We are right next door to the Lyric Theater. Mm -hmm. um, it is in the middle of the hustle and bustle. And let me tell you, that was a magical Christmas. We got... Kev got there uh, right around Thanksgiving, basically. Yeah. He got there because he had to kind of set up and get things going. I arrived a couple days later with our moms because our moms had decided, if you guys are going to be on Broadway, we're going to come out. And so they had gotten an Airbnb to stay together so they yeah. could come see the show and enjoy New York a little bit with and, us. And we got them round trip tickets for 50 bucks each. Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> Traveling the world for work, we have stayed in the fanciest hotels you can think of, and, and we have stayed hotel. at the crummiest hotels. I don't know and about you the never... crummiest, but pretty darn. Yeah, I mean, we've had 
cockroaches and sticky floors Uh, and things like that. Shared bathrooms. Shared bathrooms. (laughs) So we've kind of run the gamut and you kind of never know what it's going to be like. And with this particular company, we had seen kind of both ends. And so we didn't know what to expect because it's generally up to the client. And so we get to our apartment. So they had rented us apartments in Jersey City, Mm -hmm. which basically were right on the Hudson River overlooking Manhattan. Uh. Oh my gosh. I, it was the most magical, it was the most magical place to be staying, just to be overlooking New York City every single morning, waking up. And we were there. Basically, we left on, I think, January 4 is when we left. Right. So, and so we were there for at least an entire month, just a touch over an yeah, entire was, month. Yeah, almost five weeks. Yeah. yeah. So it was really felt like we were living there. I mean, it was, we walked 13 miles a day. Oh, just to see and eat as much as possible. Yeah. And we decided that instead of doing Christmas gifts, which we actually often do experiences versus gifts anyway, but we had yeah, decided. Yeah, that point, I think we had done a lot of gifts. And yeah. I think it was probably somewhere around that time. That we decided, decided that, no, let's just spend money on experiences yeah. together. And so we just said, you know what? We're going to see shows. We're going to go to eat. We're going to enjoy ourselves because we were working. So we we're being paid to be there. We had per diem. So that helped out. And so we're like, let's let's do it up. Let's do anything and everything we want to yeah. do in New York while we're there. And so that is what we did. And it was magical. Every single day, we would walk over to the train. We would hop on the path train, which is across the water in New Jersey, and take it over into the city. Now drop you, us off generally at Thirty Fourth right. Street. Right now, you could Macy's, get off. If you don't you know. could get off at Broadway. Right, and go a little closer yeah. to the theater. But we chose every single day to get off at Thirty Fourth Street, see the Christmas movie yep. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, <laughs> yeah. and uh, walk by Macy's through all the hustle and bustle of the people. And oh my gosh, I do not regret. One never. second. I don't never, regret never. one blister. I do not regret oh, viewing, one minute of missed sleep. Viewing all the amazing Christmas windows and all the department oh. stores and, and so many other businesses that partake in that. Oh my gosh. And it was so fun. We were so we were sharing an apartment with the other married couple that was on tour with us. So we asked them if they would be kosher okay. with us getting a tree. We're in, you know, working in New York for a month. We have to have a Christmas tree. So we went to a Home Depot. Home Depot yeah. We got on the train in New Jersey, went to a Home Depot and got this tree. And we actually just walked it home. We didn't yeah, take the, yeah, the carried, tree back on the train. I we just walked it home. <laughs> five foot tree, only a mile, I think. Yeah. and <laughs> It felt like a lot more. Yeah. And then we, and then we carried it up, uh, carried it up through by the doorman, up the elevators of this swanky apartment that we were getting to stay in. Another friend of ours, who was on the show had grown up in New York City and she had told us she goes you realize that we are living the life of an investment banker right now right like that's who can afford these apartments and that's what they were they were corporate housing yeah so it was fun with our moms our moms didn't stay the whole time just for uh, I think a little over a week and it was fun for you that was the first time like you were on stage I wasn't on stage I was doing our costumes and our merchandise merchandise, but uh, it was my Hubby's first time on stage on Broadway, which is kind of cool since he was a theater major. (laughs) First and last. Um, It was a good run. It was a good run. (laughs) But that was just magical. And like a lot of of things that we've traveled with for work and gotten to do some really cool things um, have been, it's quick. You know, you don't get a ton of time to really enjoy where you're at. And really being in New York for an entire month was 
awesome. Before we went, our vision of New York at Christmas time, I mean, we pictured snow, <laughs> we pictured it cold, oh, we pictured... Yeah. Because we like the cold. I know we're crazy. That, um, that means that we haven't had to live in it. So, yeah, we like true. the idea. So, I think it was like this like dream of ours, like thinking this is going to be the best thing ever. Now, there were some cold days yeah. here and there. We had flurries on occasion, but nothing yeah. ever stuck. But on Christmas Eve, <laughs> we, well, first of all, we were off. We weren't working. And we got tickets to Elf on Broadway. That was really fun. And we had a friend Set in that. Out. So we had a friend cool. in that. So we got to go backstage and do that. And so that was really fun. We dressed like as if it's Christmas time. And we had our jackets. But it was about 75 degrees. Oh, no, yeah. We were in short sleeves. We were in short yeah. sleeves. And I was wearing a flannel scarf because I wanted to look Christmassy. <laughs> and I was wearing knee-high boots without tights because it was hot and a short sleeve dress. And I was sweating in this flannel scarf. Oh, yeah. We went over to Central Park and we got eggnog, ice, icy cold eggnog, and sat uh, at Tavern on the Green and had eggnog. And we were just laughing. I iced eggnog, yeah. Yeah. And it was perfect because it was still hot. Even at night, it was still warm. Uh, I mean, yeah. it wasn't... It was 8 p.m., 72 degrees. Yeah. yeah. And we looked at... The, at that time, we looked at how cold it was in California. And it was actually colder in California right. in SoCal uh, at that no time. Doubt. So after we had our eggnog, we went over and we went to Hillsong's Christmas Eve service, which was pretty incredible. If you've never heard of Hillsong Church, it is a very large church. Uh, it is all over the world, but uh, started out in Australia. But in New York City, it's a pretty large congregation, the one that's in the city. And they actually rent out another theater to do their Christmas Eve Low service. Theater. And it was, it was the line to get in was nuts. Yeah. It was as wide as the sidewalk, wrapped around blocks. Yeah. And we stood in this line to get into this Christmas Eve service. But it was a really well, great it was service. Worth it. And we got seats, no problem. Yeah. No. And it was just the worship was great. The message was great. And at the time, it was kind of nice considering that a lot of people we travel with are not Christians. Uh, so it was nice to kind of come and jump in and be around other believers and be able to worship and Absolutely. hear God's word. So very, very that exciting. was really cool. So we had really dear friends in the city and they lived in Manhattan. We got invited over to their house for Christmas, which was really lovely. Oh, and so we go over to their house and it was still hot on Christmas day. And they literally had to unplug their Christmas tree so they could plug in the AC unit, <laughs> their window AC unit, because well, it was, there was that hot. quite a few bodies in their apartment at the time too. So You just never would have expected it. No. But again, we found ourselves on the other side of the country in a different place but surrounded by sweet friends. Yeah. And that was just, uh, that was wonderful. I do want to say my grandma and grandpa were from New York. So that was one cool thing that we got to do while we were there. Um, my grandma and grandpa loved New York. They grew up there. They got, they met there. They got married there, had their first two kids there. And I grew up hearing stories of New York and sounding like it was magic. And they talked about Radio City, which that's actually something we did with our moms. Mm -hmm. And I would definitely recommend that was really fun and Christmassy. It was just magical to be somewhere that I had heard so many stories about. And we had been to New York 
one other time where we visited friends, but it was kind of a really quick trip. It was like in the city dinner and we were gone by the next morning. So this was kind of the first time that we got like an extended time in New York City. One of the things we wanted to do, see the ball drop in New York. And one thing that you may or may not know about the ball drop in Times Square is that if you are, if you see the people who are kind of in the audience watching the concerts and all of that. They've been standing there for hours and hours. Probably since somewhere between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. Unless you have tickets to something, you can't get food, beverages, or even use a bathroom. You're not allowed to bring a backpack. You're not allowed to have anything. They're very tight on security with that. And there's these little corrals. So what they do is they start filling up the corrals at like 11 a.m. And you come and you fill up the corral. And once they close that corral, that's it. If you leave that corral, well, you're not getting don't back in. Humanly know how it's possible because if you can't go to the bathroom and you're in there forever, and supposedly there's no ins and outs, so but right. there's there's got to be a way to go to the bathroom. Even all of those, we didn't see it. Even all of the vendors. So if you've even if you've never been to New York, you've probably seen a movie where you see hot dog vendors and pretzel vendors right. and what nothing. all that. There's nothing. nothing. All they of those, those leave. They clear them out. However, you like we said, everything is ticketed. So if you know in advance that you're going to New York, you want to see the ball drop, make sure that you get uh, tickets to to a fun little place. Now, we didn't need to get like directly in Times Square. Olive Garden, I think, had tickets for eight Hundred dollars a person. Now, so we went to balldrop.com, which they're not paying us to say this, but that's the company that we right. use. And we actually found that the movie theater, the AMC yeah. movie theater, uh, was having tickets for, I want to say we paid like 150 100. I don't know if there was that much. Well, somewhere between 100 and 150 dollars yeah. each. Yeah, we could get there by six, I think. I, and yeah, you could six, watch 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. It was open bar food. Unlimited movies. Unlimited movies. There, they had. It's a three-story movie theater, and they had all their theaters playing all different kinds yeah. of movies. And then you had access to Times Square, so you mm-hmm. could leave. You could leave well, the theater. Kind of. Only yeah. the street right in front of the theater. Right, right. But that and that is to give you an idea. The AMC Theater is on Forty Second Street, same street that the New Victory just, Theater just a block is. Away from the New Victory. And what we did, and the other thing is. Restaurants also close early. So we finished. Unless it was a private party. Right. But they right. but they close for regular. And then almost most of the restaurants offer tickets. I mean, down right, to exactly. Smashburger offers uh, tickets. Ev- ev- Everyone everything. offers tickets. Fridays. And like I said, like Olive Garden. I, I it's could be wrong great, by the 800, but it was insane. The no, prices were yeah, insane. But, but Olive Garden. I think Fridays were 300, and they didn't have a direct view of the ball drop. They're right across the street from AMC. Olive Garden, you can see the stage from right. Olive Garden. Right, right, so right. That's, oh, that's probably why I am. And a lot of these places, it's not like they have the like their regular menus or whatever. It's like a special thing. But the benefit, you can go to the bathroom, access to Times Square, you can get food. Yeah. So we thought that this was a great idea. And because our theater was on the same street and we were already there since the morning, we were able to just basically walk right out on 42nd Street where had we been coming into the city, there would have been all these blockades and we had our tickets which allowed us to move freely because we had tickets for 42nd Street. We were able to move really freely and get through blockades yeah. that other people who maybe had tickets for somewhere else weren't able to get through. So that was kind of cool. We went in, we watched Creed. Creed. 
Creed. <laughs> yep. And um, if you're a Rocky then, Balboa yeah. fan, Creed was pretty and good. Then, movie. And we had some food and drinks. And then we, it was getting close to midnight. And we basically grabbed our coats from Coat Check and we just shimmied our way out because there was a lot of people. Caroline did a pretty darn good shimmy, folks. I got a, yeah, I got a, I got, got, I got a right shimmied out. Of that curb. Oh man, we got out there, full view of the ball, and right, literally within seconds of the ball dropping. And so we counted it down, watched the ball drop, and then not quite the same on TV. No, way better in person. Oh my gosh, way better. And it was just so fun. The energy of the city and everybody there and counting down the new year. You could stay at the theater, but we were kind of tired and we had to be to work kind of early in the next morning. So we were like, we'll head back. And like I said, we would generally just get on the train to get home, but we were kind of assuming it would take forever to get out of there. Well, we we kind of we're walking towards Broadway on 42nd and there's a blockade and there's literally no one on the other side of this blockade and everyone's moving freely on the other side and I'm like why are we blocked here there's no reason we should be blocked here so I lifted Caroline up and over the blockade <laughs> which Just, despite guys, there was I don't a security guard there was a security guard yeah. stopping our group for some reason even though like she said there and I have no idea way. why and I'm never this bold but and I'm, I told her I said well he's not going to be able to grab everyone <laughs> let's just go <laughs> yeah so we get over and he kind of goes hey and then right then a cop goes happy new year and we were like happy sweet. new year sweet and we literally we were back home in our apartment about 15 minutes later yeah we walked right down got on a, tr a train came up I, I could not believe how quick and easy that was I, right we would have thought it would have been more like paris where the yeah the, it was just that's what we were expecting but, so that yeah. was kind of interesting we were there for a couple more days and uh pour down the show and uh drove it on home that was an incredible experience that's one of our favorites and even though i know it's not on the other side of the world it definitely is a different culture new york city in general so that was really fun to spend Christmas. That Christmas, that Christmas was magic. It was. So another part of the world that I think we weren't sure when we would get to or whatever kind of came up. Hubby was working at Imagineering and he always got two weeks off at Christmas time. And the same company that we went to New York with uh, said, hey, we're going to be doing a three-day show in Hong Kong if you guys want to come and do it with us. And so we said yes, because tickets to Hong Kong and we could spend a couple of days. We got sign-in privileges to Hong Kong Disneyland. Yeah. We're like, let's make, let's do this thing. So that was 2019, folks. December of 2019, <laughs> we went to China. <laughs> right? Just months at least before uh, anybody revealed there was that such there a thing was. as COVID. Yeah. And so that was that was wild, and we were really excited to get there. It, it's very um, westernized Hong Kong it, it because is, yeah. it was under it, British rule yeah. for a hundred years, yeah. uh, and then that ended in I want to say late nineties. England had made a deal with China that they would not strip the Hong Kong people of their, their freedoms freedom. immediately, and and you understand that there is. A lot of civil unrest right now because China is reneging on there. Yeah, they're 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 deal. pushing they're pushing it and uh, and I actually wrote a whole blog post about it, which I will link in the show notes here, and so you can go read about our experience with that. But it was hard to watch some of the people kind of be going through that. Some people were afraid for us to go because our news here in the states made right. it seem like it was a really dangerous place to be, but ultimately. I mean, just like anything, if you get yourself caught up in yeah. a crowd of unruly people, you might get 
trampled on or hit. right now but they had organized protests protests and yeah. and some of those got out of hand we weren't involved in anywhere near any of those so yeah. uh it was realistically the whole thing was peaceful we did witness peaceful uh protests of that. there was a lot of military there too mm-hmm. in hong kong and we never felt unsafe in hong kong and we had ultimately we had a really great time in hong kong we got to see a bunch of really cool things yeah. and we tried to just really experience what we could in the city because that was a relatively short trip ultimately. Right. One of the cool things I thought during that time was how Christmassy it was. Right. Like well, said, Christianity was, is not outlawed in, right. in Hong Kong. Yeah. So. so there's a lot of Christians and one of the evenings we were taking a walk and looking for a bite to eat and we came across just this group of a choir singing Christmas carols um, and definitely Christmas carols that were honoring and glorifying God and um, it was just, it was beautiful and just kind of. They were sung in Cantonese, but mm-hmm. but you still. But knew you knew what the, you, you knew, knew what, what the songs were. Yeah. were. It made me pray for the people because yes. I thought I don't know how long they're going to have the freedom to do that, and it made me even more grateful for my freedom here that I can worship God in public and that I can say I love Jesus. <laughs> I love Jesus. I'll say it again. Yes, I love Jesus too. <laughs> so that was. Really cool to see that and to just be part of the Christmas magic there in Hong Kong because they they love Christmas in Hong Kong. One of the hardest things, so we didn't get to go to Hong Kong Disneyland until after the show, which was on December 27 and 28 was the show. And then we had basically the 29th, 30th, and 31st to spend in Hong Kong uh, ourselves before we flew home. We were staying in a nice hotel. There was good food, good stuff. We we knew the people that we were with. Good food. Yeah, although it was very hard to find uh, Chinese food in Hong Kong. No, that's true. It was very hard (laughs) to find Chinese food. You could find just about any other kind of food. And we found an amazing Nepalese restaurant. restaurant. That is so good. But uh, Yeah, DM me if you want those details details, because that restaurant was awesome. If you're going to Hong Kong anytime soon. One of the hard things that I would say, so we've, like we've talked about, we've worked all over the world on Christmas. We've been working on Christmas here in the States, but usually it's special. Usually on Christmas day, if you're doing a show, everyone's dressed up. It's like a special occasion. And even though they celebrate Christmas in Hong Kong, they were letting people, I guess, be with their families and they don't sell tickets on Christmas day. But that meant we were doing rehearsals on Christmas day. Right. And that felt weird. That I woke up. Because if you're performing and making people happy on on a holiday, which we had done many times at Disneyland when we were mm-hmm. performing there, yeah. we, we've had to work on holidays. But as long as you know that somebody is benefiting and yeah. getting joy from that, but just to do a rehearsal, what, uh, that was rough. Yeah, yeah. we woke Be up. away from your family. We were definitely in a funk. But man, I was like, Lord, I know my heart is not right right now, but he really helped me kind of get back on track. And I was reminded that everybody that we were with was kind of feeling the same way. Yeah. And it was kind of nice to just realized that we were all feeling that together and then to just be together. And these are people that we have traveled around the world with and that we have spent a lot of time with. So, um, so that was really sweet. We had booked to go to Hong Kong Disneyland to go stay on property there. Our initial thought was to watch the New Year's Eve show that is out over the water there in Hong Kong. So we booked a hotel that looked over. Yep. Uh, right Cal- where Calhoun. you would have seen, yeah, right where you would have seen like 
the big the big show. Well, because of the civil unrest, they, they canceled the yeah, show. Yeah, they canceled the fireworks. But so we have this hotel. So we booked at Disney. It was magical. We stayed at this hotel called the Explorer's Lodge, which oh, was so awesome. Divine. And we loved it. But then we trekked back into the city, got our hotel that overlooked the bay. We did enjoy that. We went, we grabbed a bottle of champagne and we literally went to our room because we had walked like 10 miles yeah, that day or we something. Were we were so tired. And There's so, lots of hills in Hong Kong. Yeah. And there was know. just this giant building that was across the bay on Kowloon's side that you could see. And it basically, the building Building on the side of it, it counted down and then said, Happy New Year 2020. And so we have those photos. So that's where we were when yeah. the clock ticked over. We decided one of the things we wanted to do, this was my hubby's brilliant idea, <laughs> uh, before we left, with him being an Imagineer, we had sign-in privileges so we could get into the park at any point that we wanted to. So the park was really close to the airport. So we wanted to get back to the park on New Year's Day mm -hmm. before we headed back home. Yeah, we had a good portion of the day, too, to uh, still have fun at the park and ride our favorite ride. Yeah, so we were there until about 5 p.m., and then we actually... So my hubby's idea was to be in Hong Kong Disneyland and Disneyland California... On the same day. On the same day, on New Year's Day 2020. So we did it. So we, like I said, we you know, spent it's a, the day. Nice to have that thing called the international dateline. Yeah. You uh, you lose a day going over there, but you gain a day coming back. Yeah. So we took pictures at the train station, time stamped 5 p.m. in Hong Kong after spending the day there. We got on our flight, flew to LA, got in an Uber, went home, got in our car. Drove to Disneyland. I oddly couldn't sign us into Disneyland that day, even though I had signed us into Hong Kong. We went down and I kindly asked the guy at the turnstile if he'd let us in for just a photograph. Let us in. He did. He and just so you know, you're probably wondering how stinky our clothes were, but what we did, <laughs> we got to the airport and we thought of this too. We thought we want to be wearing the same shirts when we yeah. do this photo. And so we basically bought new shirts at the airport Hong Kong Disneyland shirts at the airport. <laughs> Even though we had just been in the park, we bought them at the airport. Had we thought ahead, we could have got nicer shirts. Right. But it's all right. And then we basically put our other shirts back on once we got home before yeah. heading over to Disneyland, yeah. just so that we would be in the same shirts. But our time stamp in Hong Kong is 5 p.m. at the train station, and it's 9 p.m. at Disneyland at yeah, the train it could have been station. sooner, but we were stuck at the airport trying to take care of our global entry. But that was so incredible for us, a chance to do it, it that. Was but, um, and then it's just crazy. In 2020... We went to Disney World, we went to Hong Kong Disneyland, and we went to Disneyland. All of those resorts, which not very many people can probably <laughs> say right. they did that right. in 2020. 2020 December was kind of cool because it was our very first white Christmas. My sister, her husband, and their kiddos, and my brother had all moved to the South. We all went out as a family to go visit them. And so that was really fun. And believe it or not, despite the fact that we were in snow in Omeo, Sweden, December 2020 was actually the first time it snowed on Christmas right. somewhere yeah. where we So were. we had been, even Brussels had snow on the ground. And yeah. We had been to places where there was snow, but it was nice that it snowed uh, for us on, yes. on Christmas Day. Yep. It was at, so at your sister's awesome. house. Yeah. I know. It was so beautiful. So that kind of wraps up the 
around the world kind of stuff. We do have a couple honorable mentions for kind of some Christmas memories that we are just going to add on here. The very first one. 1999. We were not dating yet. We were, we were in an acrobatic troupe together and we were at the Christmas party for our acrobatic troupe. I already thought Kevin was cute. I already wanted to be his girlfriend and his wife and anything. I wanted all those things too. But I didn't know that he wanted that. <laughs> and we were had at a gift exchange for yeah, our troop. And his gift was Disneyland tickets, which, which coincidentally. Cheapskate. I, well, because he got them for free because he worked there. But I wanted them, even though I had a pass. I was like, gosh, I want to win his tickets. Oh, I want to win his tickets, <laughs> which is silly. But this is so crazy because at this party, I kept finding myself standing right next to him close like I stand to him now and then I kept thinking oh my gosh he's gonna think I'm crazy and I kept pulling myself back but literally like a magnet I just kept finding myself kind of just like drawn to him it so was already there yeah the attraction was already there but we always like to think about that moment because mm -hmm. it was just such that was technically the first Christmas thing that we did together before we were actually dating. A year after that, we were doing Grinchmas. So the movie came out in 2000. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we, uh, we were working for a company that produced an acrobatic show mm -hmm. uh, at Universal Studios for the opening of the movie. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that was really cool because we got to see the movie before it came out. They showed it to us at the movie theater there, Universal City Walk, and we were just dating, but it was just magical. And a snow hill uh, and sledding. Mount Crumpet. You could yeah. sled down Mount Crumpet. There was this Grinch. The Grinch's walk layer. Yeah, yeah. Walk through. With where props you, from the movie. Yeah. And our costumes, a lot of our costumes were actually from, from the, the movie. movie. So. Yeah. Kevin was wearing, if you remember the baker in the movie, Kevin was wearing that costume. And Caroline I was a was candy, candy cane. And, but then we were acrobats. So he was climbing a pole in that thing. And I was on an aerial apparatus. Right. And um, and every day, we closed the day with Cindy Lou and Grinch seeing Fahu Ramis hand in hand. And oh my gosh, it was so magical. It was yes. And uh, what about the time you could be an angel? Oh, yes. Okay. So I, as a professional aerialist for a lot of years, I always thought it would be so wonderful to be able to literally perform in worship. Now, not to say that when I performed, it wasn't a worship to God by using what he gave me to um, to be able to work and do what he was calling me to do at the time, but I always wanted to do it in a worshipful way. And so I actually, two different years, got to do that with uh, Saddleback Church in Orange County. And that was a really dear friend of mine was dancing there in the show. And doing that Christmas show is probably like one of the most incredible performances for me that I felt like I got to do, not because I did such an amazing job or something, but because it was really cool to be able to honestly just be doing it for the Lord. So and it was absolutely that. beautiful performance. As we kind of close out... If you know Jesus, then I'm sure you are celebrating right along with us to celebrate his birth this year. But if you don't know Jesus, I just am here to say Jesus is God's son, and he was sent here to save us from ourselves, literally from our sins. And he came and humbled himself as a little baby and became just like us and experienced everything we experienced. And he was crucified on a cross for 
your sins and rose from the dead. And he wants to be in relationship with you. And so if you didn't know that, I just wanted to tell you. And like I talked about at the beginning, I have the episode, episode number 16, where I talked all about Jesus and him coming. So you can go and listen to that. But you know, the prophet Isaiah wrote 700 years prior to Jesus arriving, and it is such a beautiful answer to our soul's cry. So, uh, hubby, would you read Isaiah 9, 3 through 7? Yes. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian, for every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel for fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a savior is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. It's so cool that 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 was written as a prophecy 700 years prior to Jesus coming. And it's just such a sweet thing. You can hear the story of Jesus' birth in both Matthew and Luke. Luke was not an eyewitness, but he was a Gentile physician who wanted to reassure his fellow believers that he had access to eyewitnesses who had delivered their story directly to him. And it was written around 60 to 65 AD. So, you know, so we're thinking somewhere around 30 years after Jesus ascended into heaven. So this is not that long ago. If you think, if you're an adult, 30, if you're young, you might say 30 years is a long time ago. But if, (laughs) if you're like a young adult, but if you're older, 30 years is maybe not that long ago no. to think of a historical thing happening. Right. And music that we liked from 30 years ago is now on the oldie stage. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, I want to read from Luke 2 uh, verses 1 through 20. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while queerness was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house of lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find 
a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go into Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. And on that note, I just love that last little bit. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. And I just, that is my heart. I want to shout from the mountaintops everything that Jesus has done for me, not just just the big things of him coming as a baby and living among us and dying for our sins and raising from the dead, but his day in, day out, his Holy Spirit here with us, his care, his love, his grace for our sins, for our human condition when we mess up and we can't do it without him. And so it is just such a beautiful way to end season two of the podcast. And I just love ending it on that note. So I hope that you are encouraged by the podcast. I hope that you are encouraged to uh, tell everybody that uh, of the things you have mm-hmm. seen and heard of Jesus and what he has done. And I hope that you enjoyed our um, stories <laughs> of Christmas around I, the world. I, I want to encourage too, if you haven't, or even if you have, to look into the Gospels again at Christmas time. They're they're especially fun to read, uh, but continue with that journey uh, throughout your year of, of seeking Jesus and uh, reading the stories in the mm-hmm. Bible. Amen. That's a good point, baby. Definitely a good point. Go and read, at least read the accounts of Jesus being born at yes. this time, but go read the whole story. See what Jesus did and listen to his words and let them penetrate your heart and, and your soul. And spend some time in prayer and, and thanksgiving for, for all that, that transpires in, in our mm-hmm. lives. We, we certainly thank him for all these fun travels that, that we've discussed mm-hmm. uh, and and every, every moment yep. of every day. Yep. And he's been in all of it. So it's wonderful. Well, baby, thank you so much for being on the podcast of again. Of course. I, like I said, you're my favorite guest. So. I love talking about our, our fun times. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to season two. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And happy and have a very happy New Year. <laughs> okay, everybody, that is it for season two. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, you can catch season three on April 28th and you can follow along on Facebook and Instagram on Married Rogers Neighborhood. And you can go back and listen to all the episodes of Real Housewives of the Kingdom that you have not heard before. This is episode 57. So there are 56 episodes that you may or may not have heard. Thank you again, everybody, for your support and encouragement. 
I'm truly grateful you joined us. If you think others would be encouraged by this episode, you can easily share it by taking a screenshot and adding it to your stories or feed. You can also text it to a friend. You can find and interact with me on Facebook and Instagram at Married Rogers Neighborhood, as well as my website, which I linked in the show notes. If you enjoyed the show today, I would so appreciate if you could take a second to rate and give a five-star review. It helps more people find it, which makes a huge difference for me and the podcast. Just remember, we are in this together. God loves you, and you are not alone. See you next time.